Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday, uh, where we overanalyze every Vampire Weekend song. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin. Uh, today we'll be covering Big Blue off of Vampire Weekend's fourth album, Father of the Bride. Very excited to cover this one. It's short, sweet, a uh, lot of lot of stuff packed into what, like six lines, Kevin? Yeah, it's this. I actually didn't really process this because i mean obviously we've heard this song before um because i mean it's a beautiful album but i actually never really processed that it's just seven lines the way i have it drawn up here mm -hmm. repeated four times that's that's very cool yeah it's it's super quick uh well it's repeated four times i believe it's it, it, it occurs four total times yes um but it's the same seven lines over and over again um and the first thing that sticks out to me with this song is, man, Ezra must really love George Harrison because this is just straight a George Harrison song with the it, slide guitar and the, the melody in the background. It's, it's beautiful. I literally, I was on a run earlier this morning and I, I texted Nico. Uh, I was listening to, what song was it? What's the name of that song again? Um, uh, you were listening to... Anything uh, waiting uh, on you all, waiting on you all, yes, uh, which is a beautiful song, lyrically interesting, but we're not going to get into that. Um, and I didn't even really put together that this is very much a George Harrison song, uh, in Big Blue. Um, when you see and hear instances of slide guitar outside of like a country or blues thing, I just think it's very, very cool. Oh, I love how sure. it's done here, yeah, it's done super well. Um, yeah, I really love how they. They utilize that slide guitar to give this kind of calm and relaxing uh, aesthetic to the mm -hmm. to the song, um, which makes sense because I, I feel like the lyrics definitely have a, a relaxing and calm uh, space. Um, and we can dive into exactly what that space is. Uh, but I definitely feel like Ezra's kind of meditating on this this relaxing place that he's found yeah and i think just just on the point of meditation i think you can look at things like a mantra almost like a prayer in the sense that like even the song itself repeats multiple mm -hmm. times um true. i think that lends itself more to it true um, so yeah i i think it's really cool that the 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 song really focuses on a kind of meditative state especially with george harrison being this super spiritual, famous musician, uh, incorporating a lot of his beliefs into his music, especially when he got involved in the uh, Hare Krishna movement um, during his solo work. And also in the, in the Beatles, they visited India and got involved with uh, Hinduism as well. Yeah, maybe once we're done with the Vampire Weekend discography, we can do an All Things Must Pass deep dive. Oh man, um, I would, that would be I would so much that. fun. <laughs> Holy cow. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, diving into the actual lyrics, what what do you think Big Blue is? So I kind of want to start and with kind of an overarching thing here. Is it overarching or overarching? I really don't know. I, I don't know either. I'm curious. <laughs> anyway. Um, someone email the someone, pod. Please, 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 please DM me um, for this reason or others. Um, towards the talent of Time Crisis episode 121, they kind of did like a Father of the Bride mailbag. And the, the email was actually fairly interesting. Uh, someone emailed the pod asking Ezra if this song was about 
the Democratic Party and its relationship yes, to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> very, very interesting take. And the, the idea is you find something that you feel like you can truly latch on to, you're overcome with emotion about like having a candidate like Bernie Sanders that you felt like you could aspire to be. And obviously we were well aware of the political leanings of, of Ezra. Um, he's played a number of concerts for Bernie rallies and stuff. I uh, was very in, in on that scene. And while he did say it wasn't specifically about this, there is kind of a sense where you can become so emotionally attached to things and have these just moments of jubilation, like a, we're really going to do something here. But that also, that isn't the end of the story. You know, you're going to come down from that high at some point. And his idea for this song is what happens after that. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember listening to that, um, hearing about the Democratic Party theory. I, I think it's intentionally... My, my take is I think Big Blue is intentionally left vague as this sort of deity-esque figure mm-hmm. um, that could be interpreted as an actual deity. Uh, Blue is associated with uh, deities within Judaism and Christianity, but it could also be interpreted as just the ocean, as this big, expansive um, thing that almost seems bigger than us. Um, and I, I think it could be taken either of those ways um, as just being overwhelmed. Like you said, being overwhelmed with emotion and just saying, where do I go from here um, after we've reached this point? Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment. And it's easy to see how you, you, you put it in like big blue. It's, it's almost like matronly. It's this grand thing. And yeah, I mean, since the beginning of time, people have used nature as a source of spirituality. But I also think it's important that Big Blue is intentionally kind of vague because, I mean, what is more religious than fandom of the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team? Um, (laughs) Who also goes by Big Blue, of course. Um, But yeah, I think your point about it being intentionally vague is important here. So people can make judgments like, or, or at least assumptions that it's about the Democratic Party and maybe they're not wrong. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's written to where you can gain the full meaning from whatever Big Blue speaks to you most as. Um, because I think the meaning isn't a specific thing that Big Blue is. I think the meaning, like you said, is getting close to something, getting excited, um, and then realizing where do I go from here now that I've changed, right? Mm. And so if that for you, if you're religious and that for you is God, then that's great. And that fits well. But if that for you, if you're just spiritual, then, and you feel this like overwhelming nature, uh, overwhelming spirit of like nature, when you see these expansive oceans and that works for you, that's great. Also, it gets the message across. And I think that's all that Ezra really is trying to communicate here. Um, For him, I don't know. I, I, I'm not even going to guess because I really don't know what that is for him, but I feel like he intentionally leaves it vague either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to go through some of the lines here. I mean, there's only seven yeah. of them, so we might as well go in. Yeah. <laughs> Big Blue, for once in my life, I felt close to you. For once in my life, it's that almost seems to suggest that it's a new experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, in some sense, might even 
provide a little more context. Um, that might if even lend itself more to the whole like Democratic Party type thing, you know, um, unless this is an individual in Ezra who truly never felt a connection to nature or connection to God and then all of a sudden did. I think it's I think it's more it's even potentially more likely that that's a, a lean towards the Democratic Party. Mm. But I mean, again, could 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 be could be anything really. Yeah. Um, didn't he did he in time crisis? So what was his final statement on like whether that was the meaning? So he led with it and he didn't say he didn't straight up say it's not about that. He said he never like specifically thought about it to that degree of detail okay and his ending sentiment was that the song overall was about drawing close to something emotionally and reaching that high Mm -hmm. and then having to come down from it which i think is a good theme and that can fit any of these more specific themes we've been talking about but at the same time him not completely denying that potentially being part of the song i think is interesting and could be quite telling yeah i mean i it's only seven lines so it's there's only so much we can go into but for for me what sticks out is it's almost like two parts within those seven lines there's Mm -hmm. the part of the experience itself saying big blue for once in my life i felt close to you i was so overcome with emotion when i was hurt and in need of affection when i was tired and i couldn't go home then you offered protection so he's in this place of vulnerability, um, tired, hurt, couldn't go home in need of affection, overcome with emotion. Um, when he's in this place of vulnerability, he is offered protection by whatever big blue it is. And so I think that's the first part is this experience that's overwhelming and changes you. Uh, it's like you said, it's probably the first time this has happened for once in my life but it's overwhelming and it's going to change you to some degree. So that brings you to the second part where it says, so am I learning my lesson or am I back on my own? Essentially asking, am I going to change from this experience or am I going to just go back to whatever I was doing before? Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I, I think that can be any big event in one's life. There, there's so many events you can experience where you, you have to ask yourself, do I need to alter my life drastically here? Or am I just like, like I should after this experience, but am I just going to go back to what I was doing and just act like this didn't happen? Yeah. And it's, I, I think those last two lines are the most important part of kind of tying this whole thing together, because as we're kind of gleaned on this in, in on time crisis, that um, there's a sense, there's can be a sense of naivety in your relationship to like a, a big potentially life-changing event when you're younger he i mean he, he put it as him being younger but it could just be on a kind of modernity or the coming of a new millennium kind of coming upon us you have a sense that like when these big things happen you're like oh my gosh we can really do something like this is incredible and as you either as it gets you get older or just the way we're in an internet age now and things are changing big things can happen and you still have that high of a big thing happening, but maybe it's a lack of naivety. Maybe it's just the way things work now that doesn't last as long. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, I think my immediate thought was a more spiritual meaning 
partially okay. because of the grand choir in it with that sounds very reminiscent of Yahe, which yeah, obviously sure. is a super, super spiritual uh, religious song with connotations to Yahweh in mm -hmm. Ezra's Jewish uh, background. And so that's kind of why my mind immediately went to some form of deity, some spiritualism, whatever that may be. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I think it, you could connote any of these things as being spiritual. Um, so I like that. I like that a lot. Did you notice the uh, connection between this song and Lord Ulan's daughter? I didn't really, I haven't like gone deep on the lyrics of Lord Ulan's daughter. So I can't say that I, I see that yet. So the, it's not the lyrics, it's the music. The Ulan's oh. daughter is the, the instrumental of Big Blue just on piano instead of uh, wow. the more expansive one used in Big Blue. I never caught that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't catch it until just today when reading about it. Uh, and I was pretty surprised by that, but it's pretty cool. We'll, we'll have to come back to that when we get to that song, because I think you and I are both in agreement. There's a pretty consistent like overall theme to this song. So I'm curious how that might relate to For the sure. more spoken word type, type stuff like Lord Ulan's Daughter. For sure. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of the main points of the song? Because if not, I wanted to go into a game where I list off some wild theories I came across and no, you say yes please. or no. <laughs> please, I would, I would love this. Cause, okay, so yeah. I'm going to explain these theories <laughs> and uh, in terms of, I'm, I'm going to want you to give me a rate, rating of 1 to 10 in terms of plausibility, okay? Okay. Um, 10 being the most plausible? 10 being the most plausible, 1 okay. being no way. Okay? So the first one. So there is a quote when Ezra was writing the album that he was playing a lot of Echo the Dolphin on the Sega, <laughs> Sega Genesis, and he was thinking of that video game a lot when he was writing this album. And there is a character within Echo the Dolphin. For those of you who don't know what Echo the Dolphin is, it's a video game on the Sega Genesis in 1992, in which a dolphin, uh, it's a very convoluted story involving time travel and aliens. Um, and, but in essence, Echo the Dolphin ends up going around the ocean trying to save the world. Um, from this alien race that is an, an eternal battle with Atlantis. Um, yeah, so pretty wild. But in, in that video game, there's a character, uh, this orca named Big Blue, who's an old blue whale uh, revered by marine life for its age and wisdom. And so it almost has this deity-like description besides it, uh, this wise old um, figure within the video game. And so some people think this game it, or this song is explicitly about Big Blue, the orca from Echo the Dolphin. Okay. Where do I give my one through 10? Uh, that's up to you. Oh, now. Um, oh, um. <laughs> There's a couple different parts to this because in terms of does this have any like relationship, I think it's a resounding 10 because <laughs> the fact that the name of the song is the same name as a 
character of the video game, in terms of is there a relationship, yes or no, there is undoubtedly a relationship. <laughs> I mean, like, there, there's no way that cannot be the case. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of it being a, like, explicit, like, mirroring the story, I mean, we might need to play this game because was there an instance in which Big Blue, this orca, gave us affection? Was it, were we tired and couldn't go home? I mean, so I've actually played this game before. Seriously? I, wow. I don't seem to remember affection between the, the orca and dolphin, but I seem to remember wisdom being passed on. Do you have a Sega Genesis? How did you play um, this? One Black Friday, I bought a Sega Genesis loaded with 30 classic Sega Genesis yes. games and Echo the Dolphin was on there and <laughs> me and my friends would play that all the time in high school. The the cover of the video game is so I don't even know how to describe that like style of art. Chrome. That's yeah, the it's best it's I all it's do. like it's like, yeah, everything's chrome in the future, but like I don't know. I don't know if there's a name for that, but it's just like it's so funny because it's like the aesthetic of that, like is almost like very against the grain of what we think of when we think Vampire Weekend. Mm -hmm. But like, you've stated facts here that Ezra said he's playing this game when he's writing the album. There's mm -hmm. a character named Big Blue. There is a connection. I mean, it just, it has to be the case. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. I You say it's not, I, I agree that it's not the same tone as Vampire Weekend, but I, I wouldn't have been surprised if I saw some bootleg merchandise with Vampire Weekend and Echo the Dolphin on it. There has to be, right? I mean, we, we I, could I, we make some make if you want if, to. If there isn't, we have to make it. That's, All right, um, that's going to be our first podcast gear, obviously. Yeah, we got to get some podcast gear going for the fans. Um, Vampire Weekday and then an Echo the Dolphin. And <laughs> Here's what we could do, because I mean, I don't know if any of our listeners are going to care to make Vampire Weekday stuff, but I mean... I don't know about you, Nico. I don't need to own this thing. So if any of our listeners out there want to make an Echo the Dolphin t-shirt, <laughs> just let us know. And I'm more than happy to be a part of that or oh, buy yes. your shirt. I, I would jump on that. <laughs> but that's that's definitely my favorite theory of all these. Are there um, more? Yes, there are many. Oh, more. good. This is great. So 10 um, on that one. Okay. Absolutely. 10. We're going 10. Um, we, we, we talked about this during the main part, but Democratic Party. The fact that Ezra didn't explicitly deny it, I'm going to say like a six or a seven. I think okay. it's it's definitely like realm of possibility. Okay. New York Giants as Ezra's from New Jersey. Oh, that's Because great. they are nicknamed the Big Blue. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Um, at what time? Well, I mean, the Giants have won two Super Bowls against the evil empire, the New England Patriots. Um I mean, the Giants were good when Ezra was a kid, so it's not, like, ridiculous to assume. I'm going to put this as, like, a four or a five just because Ezra never said he was a sports fan, but, I mean, mm -hmm. the Giants have a lot of cultural salience in the Tri-State area, so I'm, yeah, let's give it, like, a four. Okay. Not impossible. Big Blue, a track on the video game F-Zero. It's also on Super Smash Bros. Melee. Mm. Thematically, it doesn't fit. Um, I think it's a lot easier to see Big Blue the, from the Dolphin game mm -hmm. fitting. Um, so let's give this like a two. Okay. Big Blue, the nickname for the company, IBM. 
I, is that a thing? Because yeah, like apparently you look it's it up. A thing. Yeah, I, looked I mean, up big blue, and these are all of the things that came up. Um, negative one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> with that assessment. Uh, big blue, a lake monster in an X Files episode. That's like a three. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there could be something there. <laughs> big blue, the nickname for Superman. Oh, I kind of like that. I I think it's still on the unlikelier side, like a three or a four, but like, could be something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Big Blue, the nickname for the Church of Scientology's Pacific Area Command Base. No way! <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's call, let's give that one like a three. Maybe. Yeah, a, a three might Maybe. be a little generous. <laughs> And finally, believe, finally, you touched on it, but Big Blue uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats. Like a one. If Ezra yeah. doesn't like Columbia University, there's, I, don't have a, I have a hard time seeing him being a supporter <laughs> of the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Uh, I remember I read the lyrics to the song like a year ago, and one of my friends who's a big Kentucky Wildcats fan, um, I sent it to him saying, is this how you feel about Kentucky after a good year? And he's like, yeah, this is how they crush my heart. Because he's not a basketball fan. He's a Kentucky football fan, which is Oh, they had a good year. Was it last year or two years ago? two years ago. So I texted him saying, was this about the 2018 football season? They won that. They won the Citrus Bowl. Did they not? Uh, Sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. That's our our college football talk for the day. Um, Mm -hmm. Kentucky might have won the Citrus Bowl. Um, What do you think the – average favorite song of a kentucky wildcat basketball fan is the average favorite song i love kentucky but such a wild question like is it like mississippi is it like mississippi queen like just some like old school southern rock i want to believe um like has the average kentucky basketball fan heard of vampire weekend i would say no yeah (laughs) i would go with a resounding no no um if there's any kentucky uh Fans and Vampire Weekend fans that overlap. I imagine that Venn diagram does not have too much overlap. I was gonna say I would love to talk to that person. <laughs> yeah, see, see if they they heard this song and were like, "Man, this speaks to me." Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the last one I got. But that was a good rundown. I like some that. good uh, good good possibilities we could go with. Mm-hmm. That was I mean, fun, and again, it, it just plays into there's enough and there's a, a, a pretty solid very general theme but enough ambiguity about the subject so it really could lend itself to anything yeah i mean and me, i, I mean there's know. a chance I, that I ezra think, doesn't even know you know I, that's the thing i think ezra just really likes the company ibm i mean that's Corporate just my America. take international business machine <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he's a big fan of international business machine yes uh, uh any final thoughts on the song i'm good yeah i it's a cool song i i it like is. how he yeah. leaves it intentionally vague especially mm-hmm. on an album where um he he definitely intended to have more straightforward story so it's cool to have one that was a, a, left a lot more to interpretation mm-hmm. agreed and then top five um oh, oh favorite line of seven lines Oh, um, or am I back on my own? Okay, okay. So now I only have six lines to choose from. I know. 
Thanks for letting me go first. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with I was so overcome with emotion. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I did. Wait, maybe, maybe that's a link to Carly Rae Jepsen, Jepsen's emotion. I, we, we didn't talk about this possibility. Yes, there's definitely something. He, he there. may have been listening to that album and said, I'm, I'm so overcome by this album. <laughs> overcome. And it just completely changed his outlook on life. Exactly. Is the album covered blue? I have never, I've never heard a Carly Rae Jepsen song besides Call Me Maybe. Oh, well, and this is, no, that, this that, that good, Owl City good album. Collab, hey, is... there's, there's a connection because um, I believe Rostam uh, produced this album. Whoa. Yeah. yeah Rostam, Rostam, produced... Rostam helped produce part of this album. Rostam produced Carly Rae Jepsen, and so I should look into. The album cover has emotion and big text in blue. There might be something here. This is a little stay woke on that one, guys. Yeah. Came out in 2015. Something to in consider. Between, in between Modern Vampires and Father of the Bride. Break out, break out the tinfoil hats for that one, folks. There's, there's, some, there's something there. I have a new theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that's my favorite line. I like it. Okay, top five. Stranger, Harmony Hall, um... Holiday, Jonathan Lowe's gonna make it back in the top five, and then Walcott. Okay, I'm gonna go Unbelievers, Stranger, Campus, mm, Jonathan Lowe, Harmony Hall. Excellent. Then the hat for this week is a ND men's basketball ACC champions hat. Wow. Um, what a that in, team was so much fun. In theme for Notre Dame playing for the ACC championship in football on this coming week. Also, so. that was the year we lost to Kentucky in the Elite Eight and we beat Kentucky this past weekend. True. Big blue, baby. Theory. Big blue. Blue. Big blue. <laughs> the theories just keep pouring in. So our song for next week will be Unbearably White. Oh, that's a personal one. favorite of mine. So we I know. get a new top five. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So stay tuned next week to listen to us analyze that. And thanks for joining us. See you next Take week. Take it easy, guys.